hey, this year, look, look, this year, I want you to get one of the books back there, and I want you to keep up with your sermon notes. Because this sermon right here is one that you can pray all the time, and uh, it's one that we're talking about prayer. It's one that you need to challenge yourself. And so we're going to talk about some things, and I want you to look at prayer in a different viewpoint. And uh, how about getting a little fire about it? How about, let me call it something else. How about passion? Come on. It's time to get passionate about God. You know, we'll say, well, pa you know, somebody, well, pastor, you talk about faith all the time. Do you know Jesus said that when the Son of Man comes back, will he find faith on the earth? Say, right here. Raise your hand. Shake it at me. Say, right here. Come on. Was he going to find faith in you? Come on. It's time to stir yourself up for greater faith, to get bigger in God, to do greater things with God. But, you know, prayer is our rally cry. And today we're talking about teach us to pray. And so we're going to do a simple prayer and we're going to uh, probably tear down some religion, but don't get your feelings hurt. It's okay. Uh, we're called to pray. And prayer ought to be our first response, not our last resort. We, we, teach, we, we keep God, like we teach, or we, we treat God like a spare tire. We use him when we need him. But it's not supposed to be that way. And so we're going to break it down and look at some stuff. But in First. Thessalonians 5, 17, it says, pray continually. How do you do that? You keep your mind on the Lord. You keep the, Lord, the word of God in your mouth, and, and you don't want to pray without ceasing. Pray continually. Um, in Luke 11, 1, you know, they asked Jesus, you know, teach us to pray. And he said, in this manner, pray. And, and so let, let me just explain something real quick. The disciples, uh, they prayed memorized prayer. So did the Pharisees. They prayed memorized prayers. I was in the airport one time, and there was a Jewish man. He was a young man, and he had all the, the, the stuff on, and you could tell he you know, had the hat, but he, but he put, took out his prayer stuff, and he was facing the east. He was at a window, and man, he was praying, and he was rocking, and they'd do that to help pray, but he was praying from memory. And I kept getting closer to him because I wanted to listen, but I was waiting for him to finish so I could talk to him, but I had to go get on a plane. But he had, you know, put the word of God in your heart. He had a thing that represented the Bible over his heart. And then he had put it in your mind. He had something that represented the word of God on it, wrapped around his head. That's all works, though. And, and so as we look at the scriptures, we look at Matthew 6, 19, 9, excuse me, 9 through 13. It's the Lord's Prayer. But really, it wasn't a prayer. It was an outline. It was an outline. And because once you start doing this, the Lord, if you, if you get in the spirit, the Lord will hang you up and have you pray for something a lot longer than you thought. Because, see, it's not supposed to be that it, it, it's work or, or it's discipline. You know, discipline can be a bad thing and discipline can be a good thing. Let me give you another example. I, I, when I was in high school, we played basketball, and it was, I mean, man, that Jerry Clyer joke where the boy was, they were walking to school, and they met this other boy, and, and they said, man, why aren't you going to school? He said, somebody let the air out of the basketball, and the only reason to go to school today, and that's the way it was in my school, because if we didn't, we weren't big enough to have football. We had some boys big enough to play football, but we were, basketball was king, and we practiced. We started practicing in uh, Two weeks before school started, 
basketball. It was 100 degrees. The coach would quit practice when somebody threw up. Why did we do that? Because we had a passion to play the game, and we were disciplined to practice because we knew practice would help us win. When you're disciplined because of passion, you keep doing it. And when you pray from passion, you do it and you get disciplined to do it. But discipline's fun because you know when you pray over it, you're going to win. If you're not winning, maybe you're not praying right. I know I'm being a little blunt. Or maybe you're not praying at all. You're waiting until the problem is, you know, uh, it, it, it rained in Florida and it rains in Louisiana a lot. You, we can't handle 11-inch rain up here. It'd get ugly. And the valleys would get real, real ugly. Four inches of rain gets ugly. In Louisiana, I've seen it drop 26 inches of rain. That, that's this deep. My. And roads do wash out. But it's, it's not time to learn how to swim when the water's up to here. You got to learn how to swim before you get in, in the pool. You need to be planning. You need to have somebody teaching you. Miss Becky, come pray over the service. Father, in the name of Jesus, we just invite your presence into this place. Holy Spirit of God, we ask you to prepare our hearts and our minds to receive this word that you're sending us from the throne, that it would produce fruit, that it would, uh, it would just... Be alive to us. And we thank you, Father God, that as you move, as Holy Spirit of God, as you move in this place, that no one will leave the same way they came, that they'll know they've been touched by your presence. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Why did I ask her to get up and pray? Guess what? The easiest way to learn how to pray is listen to somebody who knows how to pray. She prayed to the Father in Jesus' name. Ask the Holy Spirit who's on the inside of you to be stirred up till you receive the word of God. Isn't that a good prayer? Now, I didn't tell her what to pray. I asked her to pray. But she knows how to pray. You ever been in a circle, you know, and everybody's praying, and, 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 and they squeeze your hand when you're next, and you're like, oh, Lord, help me think, say, say, let me say something good. And then the person's next second to you they say what you was going to say oh lord now what am I going to say prayer ain't supposed to be that hard we get under pressure because we think you know everybody's listening and, 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 and come on relax talk to God he's the father and let's, 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 let's read, read it real quick in Matthew 6 9 through 13 you ought to be able to quote it our father which art in heaven hallowed be thy name Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us of our debts as we forgive our debtors. And do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Now, in Louisiana, half the state's Catholic. And they have to say, Hail Mary's and our fathers. This is in our father. Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And you hear them uh, uh, at ball games and, and all, all these things. But, you know, there's a key that I want to add here that's not in this outline. And this is an outline, and you're not supposed to be praying it like that. 
I mean, it's time for a four-year-old, it's good for them to learn. But also a four-year-old says, God is good, God is great. Let us thank him for our food. In Jesus' name, amen. Now I lay me down to sleep. Well, that's a rhyme. That's a poem. And it's kind of morbid, too. Pray the Lord my soul to keep. If I should die, no, we're gonna, our, ch our children are going to live long. Okay? But so we need to learn how to pray. And so there's a key that's not in this that Jesus taught. And if you look on your notes in John 16, 23, and he said, in that day, and this is that day, in that day, and this is that day, you will ask me nothing. So quit teaching your kids to, to pray to Jesus, and you need to quit praying to Jesus. What? We pray to the Father in the name of Jesus. He's our mediator. He's our go-between. He's our high priest. And when we ask, look what he says, and I say, whatever you ask the Father in my name, he will give it you. He will give you. Come on, that's powerful. So that's, that's how we need to learn how to pray. It's Father, okay? So let's break it down, and, and let's go into uh, number one. Number one is we need to connect with God relationally. If you've got your notes, write that down. It's a relationship. He's Father. Do you know God has many names, but his favorite name is Father? Oh, his favorite name is Father. Father, we love you. Abba, Father. And so we need to connect with God. Our Father, which art in heaven. Jesus said our Father. Do you know Jesus was the first one to call God Father? Man, that stirred some people up. The Pharisee said, you're making yourself equal with God. That's pretty good. That we get to call him Father. Not that we're equal with him. But we get to call him Father. And, and let me say, some people kind of take that to the extreme and get too relaxed with it. No. No, the, the next part of the scripture uh, says our Father which art in heaven, our Father. So he's our Father. But listen, I was taught to respect my elders, to honor them, my grandfather, my father. Yes, sir. No, sir. And you know, at least that's the way we ought to honor God. And we need to look at God. So we need to connect with him. Romans 8, 15 says, You have not received a spirit that makes you fearful slaves. Instead, you received God's spirit when he adopted you as his own children. Now we call him Abba, Father. You are not a slave. You're not God's slave. You serve him, but from sonship and daughtership. You serve God because you love him. I mean, I always tell the story. I go back to my mama's. I'm fixing the sink that's dripping. I'm fixing the commode that's leaking. I'm helping her out. If I was there a month, she'd make me re-roof the house and everything else. But that's mama. I honor my, my mother and my father. But we honor God, too. And we're not slaves. If you think yourself as a slave, then you won't ask God for things. You hear people, well, I, I thought about praying for that, but I know God wouldn't give it to me. What? That's wrong mentality. He said, whatsoever you ask, as long as you're asking according to the word. That's the only stipulation I found. So, so, so it's father. So many are taught a slave mentality. They just said we were adopted. There are people in here adopted. They got proof that they were born. My, my son... The, the kids, and, and there was a couple of kids in the neighborhood. One of them was me, and he burnt their house down, actually. 
burnt down a $300,000 house. That was 25, 30 years ago. It's a big old huge house. And he told my little boy, I said, man, you, your parents, they found you. They adopted you. They, you don't belong to them. And my son said, oh, no. I got the video. Because I videoed when he was born, and I videoed. And when his, he said, I, I got the video, Jack. You can't tell me that. You need to know you got the word of God that you're a child of God. God has paid his price. He sent his son Jesus to die for you. And you have rights. Whatever Jesus had, he's given it to you. Woo, Father. And number two, worship his name. You know, God has about 16 names. But we need to take his name and we need to, we need to pray his name because who he is. You know, my aunt said, you look just like your daddy. Now, now, uh, now, my physical body is like my grandfather and my great-great-grandmother, genetically. But I've been washed in the blood of Jesus, and I'm in the family of God. So are you. So are you. doesn't matter what you look like. It doesn't matter. But, but we need to worship his name. And what I was going by that, if I look like my, my earthly dad, then we should start looking like our earthly father. Not our earthly father, but our heavenly father. The Word of God will change us. It'll change us up here and it'll change us out here. You won't do the things you used to do. You won't act the way you used to act. Isn't that true? So hallowed be thy name. Worship his name. Hallowed means that to honor him. To separate that God is God and he's worthy. How many of you, does anybody know some of the names of God? How about El Shaddai? The Lord God Almighty, the Lord God who's more than enough. Father, you are more than enough for me. Thank you, Father. See, like you, you got you to get this where you know it. You can't be passionate about it. Well, I, I heard somewhere that, God, you were more than enough, but you've never been more than enough for me. That's not faith. That's not praying with some passion. Look, look, how, how about, how about I, I said one last time. How about Jehovah Nisi? We sang about it. He's our victory. Our banner. You ever watch a football game and they're waving their banner? Huh? That's biblical. God's banner's over you. His banner over you is love. His banner over you is victory. How about Jehovah Ra, my shepherd? He's going to lead me. He's going to guide me. How about Jehovah Rapha, the Lord who heals? You know, you can call out, Lord, Lord, holy is your name. You're my healer. You're my peace. You're my door. You're, 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 uh, you're everybody's healer. Now, I did this one last Sunday or two Sundays ago. How about Jehovah Shammah, the Lord who's there? When, when, when they went into the fiery furnace, the Lord was there. Yeah, when he, Daniel was thrown in the lion's thrown in the lion's den, the Lord was there. Huh? How about what you're worrying about tomorrow, the Lord is already there. Quit worrying about it. Come on, we're going to charge in tomorrow and this year because God's already got it. He's going to lead us and guide us. He's our shepherd. Come on, when you start talking about his name, you ought to get fired up about it. Man, my shepherd's going to guide me to the still waters. Everybody else may be in chaos, but I'm going to have the peace of God. I'm going to have the victory because he's my victory. I'm not standing in my own strength. I'm standing in his. Come on. Come on, we got victory in Jesus, my Savior forever. Y'all sang that and didn't even believe it growing up.
Standing on the promises of Christ. This is what we're talking about. We sing that stuff and didn't realize what we were singing. Somebody had revelation. So, so Proverbs 8.10 in the message says, God's name is a place of protection. The righteous can run there and be safe. Get in the name. Get in the name of Jesus and be safe. Get in the name. Come on and pray his name. How about pray his agenda first? Your kingdom come. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Let's pray God's kingdom. Let's start praying over our, over our cities, over our county, over this state, over this, over this nation, over the world. You know, people being killed because of Christians in India, people being killed in Africa. We need to be praying. If crime, crimes, it seems like crime's kind of easing up in Whitfield, that's on our watch. We need to bind that. I don't have time, but I can give you an example where people did prayer walks and people even poured where the drug dealers, they knew the drug dealers stood right here on the corner. And, and they got up early one morning because they knew the drug dealers were sleeping and they anointed that post with oil and the drug dealers didn't sell drugs there no more. Come on. There's power in prayer. There's power. And so, but we, we, we pray like we're wishing and hoping and, and or, or Jesse DePlanis says, gambling, come on, come on, seven, come 11, come on, Lord. That ain't the way you pray. He said, pray my word. Pray, the, pray who I am. Pray. And we need to get fired up about praying. Look, look what it says, but seek first the kingdom of God in Matthew 6, 33, and all these things. That's why we put the kingdom first. Put it up in the, in the, uh, the living Bible. Look what it says here. No, you didn't have it? I'm sorry, yeah, Matthew. Where are we at? Luke 12, 31. And he will always give you all you need from day to day if you will make the kingdom of God your primary concern. Come on, come on. You can work at Walmart and still have the kingdom of God your primary. You can be changing flats at the tire store and the kingdom of God is your primary concern. It didn't mean seeing that you just kind of float around and, and the kingdom of God, your promise. No. Paul, Paul wrote two-thirds of the New Testament, and he made tents, prayer cloths. He worked, but still the kingdom of God was his primary concern. Your, your primary concern has to be the kingdom of God. We're to further the kingdom of God. Amen? Everybody say, further the kingdom of God. All right, number four, depend on him for everything. Depend on him for everything. That's why we pray first, because we're depending on him. Give us this day our daily bread. Psalms 121, 1 and 2 says, I look up to the mountains. Does my help come from there? My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. Come on. You got a problem on the earth? Well, guess who made it and guess who can help you? Come on, he's the glory and the lifter of our head. Come on, he's the, our provider, our source. He's El Shaddai, the God who's more than enough. When you're working by your hand and it's all you, you're going to run out. But when you get into the kingdom and start doing kingdom business, God's going to supply you. Been there. Kingdom first. Everybody say kingdom first. We're going to depend on God for everything. Number five, get your heart right with God and people. Forgive us of our debts as we forgive our debtors. 
Get your heart right. Everybody say this with me. Say, Lord, search my heart. Search my heart. Show me where I need to change, where I need to forgive. I want to repent. I forgive others and myself for missing it. This is so important because we're not reading it today, but in verse 14 and 15 of John, it says, if you do not forgive, neither will your Father in heaven forgive you. It's important. Forgiveness. Forgiveness. Whether they forgive you or not, you have to forgive them. You got to let it go. You know what unforgiveness is? The old saying, it's drinking poison and hoping it hurts somebody else. You're unforgiveness and you're drinking poison and you're hoping it hurts them. No. Forgiveness. We got to walk in forgiveness. 1 John 1, 9, if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just and will forgive us of our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. Now, number six. Engage in spiritual warfare. How many of you know we're in a battle? Then how come some of y'all ain't even showing up? You haven't shown up. All you did was cry about 2020. I know I'm being a little hard. Forgive me, I'll preach to the wall. You didn't show up. You didn't bring your armor. You didn't bring anything. God has given us an armor. We're in a battle. Amen. And here's the thing. You know, when I played basketball, we practiced hard and we prepared for the enemy. And we knew who we were going to be playing against. And we prepared. Clemson didn't prepare, did they? Anyway. <laughs> they got beat pretty handily. You've got to, and I was pulling for them, don't get me wrong. But if you're not prepared, prayer prepares you. Prayer is where we fight. And if you don't pray, you're not even showing up for the battle. And, and you walk around, oh, well, the Lord's doing this to me. He just, look at my helmet of salvation. It's all beat up. Huh? This is where we fight. Prayer. This is how, you know, let me, let me say something too. How many of y'all, uh, uh, a trick question. Don't raise your hand. I'm going to set you up for failure, and I don't want to do that. We should set you up for victory. You know, the Bible says doesn't pray for, don't pray for the lost. It says to pray for the harvesters to go and win the lost. Jesus said, the harvest is great. And pray for the harvesters. But what you don't know is you're a harvester. And you can do it on your knees, or you can go do it verbally face-to-face. -face. Or God may put you on Facebook doing it, speaking out, sharing the gospel. Matter of fact, let me go ahead and challenge you. I challenged you before. Don't get on Facebook until you get in the Word. Get in the Word first. You know, uh, and I'm really not talking about fasting today, but I'm going to stop and just hit fasting. We're doing seven days of fasting, 21 days of prayer. 
And you're like, well, what can I fast? What kind of food can I fast? Am I supposed to fast all day? How about, you know what? Whatever the Lord leads you, I'm not your judge, and I'm not going to look over your shoulder, but how about fasting the TV? How about fasting Facebook? Get into the Word. Instead of watching TV, put somebody preaching to you in your ear. Somebody that will build your faith. Somebody that will stir you up, to give you some passion. Because, see, this is where we have to be. We have to be the people who know our God. It doesn't mean that, that, that you know, 2021 is going to be cake and candy. No, but we're going to be ready. We're praying to be ready. It's time to get ready. It's time to fight the good fight of faith. Huh? We got to fight. So let's look. Uh, engage in spiritual warfare and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. You know, God doesn't tempt with evil. Lord, there's an enemy. Empower me to overcome the enemy. God said he'd give you power to overcome alcohol, drugs. He'd give you power to overcome pornography. He'd give you power to overcome lust. He'd give you power. And where does that power reside? In the inner man. This is where the power comes to reside. Not up here. This is where the battle's at, not out here. There are some people, yeah, you got to pray. We need to pray for our politicians. We need to pray for our state. We need to pray for our government. But we need to pray for people's eyes to be opened that awakening, that even Christians would awaken to the things of God. That's battle. Father, I thank you that you send harvesters to Whitfield. Father, that you raise up harvesters right here in the name of Jesus. Lord God, that we lead people to Jesus, that we get them saved, filled with your spirit, that they can walk in your presence and that they can join us in the fight. Put a fire in everybody in this room, Lord God, a passion to see souls saved, a passion, Lord God, to pray for the kingdom to come uh, to Whitfield this year and to Virginia this year, Southwest Virginia. Father, I pray. You see how I'm praying with passion? And I'm praying it's real. Man, my heart is to get people saved. My heart is to see people's lives changed. Uh, you know what? We need the power of God for people to be delivered from drugs and alcohol. You know, our confessions when they walk on this property that they're going to get saved if they're not. Why? Because the glory resides on you and you and you. And when it's all come together, man, the presence of God is even stronger. <laughs> mm. So, engage in spiritual warfare. Don't let the devil outwork you. Come on, don't let the devil outwork you. He's a liar. He's a liar. And his lies, what they do, they, they try to stop us. You can't do that. Now, let me do a TV devil. You can't do that. That's the TV on the devil. You know, they make him bigger and badder than what he is. You know, the Bible says that when we stand before God and they drag out Satan, we're going to go, that? Is it that stopped everybody? Oh, my goodness. I'm embarrassed. I'm embarrassed that that stopped me. Come on, don't let him outwork you with his words to stop you. Come on, that's why David said, I encourage myself in the Lord. That's why we need to have a strong confession that Jesus is the high priest of our confession. We sang about, I am who you say I am. 
Well, who does he say I am? Seek, seek, seek it. Search it out. Then taste of it. I love that scripture. Taste and see that the Lord is good. My wife set us up. We had a Christmas dinner. We in Savannah, Georgia. And this big old plate of it's soul food, okay? It had turkey and dressing. Right in the middle was, oh, I just went out. Not cabbage, but turnip greens. And I looked at those turnip greens. And I said, okay, they could be good or they can be bad. I'm going after them first because I know to avoid them if they're not bad. I took a bite of them and tasted of them, and they was good. Good. Taste and see. How do you know? I always like to watch people eating a new dessert. And, I, and you look at their face, and they put it in, and they're either going to go, or they're going to go, woo. And then I say, give me a bite. <laughs> no. But taste and see. We got to be tasting of God in every area. You know what? There's some areas that you haven't stirred up. There are gifts and talents, and there are gifts that God's given you that you haven't opened up. You open up gifts for Christmas, how about open up the gifts God has given us in Jesus Christ? Mm-hmm. Ephesians 6, 12, for we struggle not against flesh and blood, but against rulers, against authorities, against the power of, dark, of, of this dark world, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Come on, it's not talking about people, but people, these demonic forces do affect our politicians. They affect people in authority. They're the one that makes preachers fall. And they ain't nobody. Your favorite preacher is not beyond falling. Amen. Because we're all in a battle. We all have to fight. It's like the video game. We're all trying to get to the end. Where it says, well done, thou good and faithful servant. Okay. Number seven. Express faith in God's ability. Come on, it's his glory, it's his power, it's him in us. Know you not that you're the temple of God. Know you not that the Holy Spirit resides on the inside of you. Know you not the greater one. Greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. It's not my strength, not my power, but God's power. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Jeremiah said, Lord, you've made the heavens and the earth, your great power and outstretched arm. Nothing is too hard for you. Do you know the people in the Old Testament? They long and desired for what we have in the New Testament. David said, oh, renew a right spirit within me. We have a right spirit within us, those that are born again. You're right with God. You have righteousness. You are of right standing with God. Come on, say, I have right standing with God because of the blood of Jesus. It's his glory. It's his blood. The Father sent Jesus to shed his blood for me. Say, for me. So, so we got to get our mind right that what, when we pray, God's listening. Let me back up just for a second. You know, quit going to God with all your complaints like he don't know. See, why is this outline so important? Because you start off as a relationship and you just work your way through and you're putting the kingdom first and you're putting God first and you're talking to God. God, you're so good. You're so great. And then it ends with God, your glory, your kingdom. Yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory. 
Revelation 5, 13 says, To him that sits on the throne and to the Lamb, be praise and honor and glory forever and ever. If you're fighting, I'm going to go back to fighting just for a second. If you even go back to the Civil War battles, you go back to the battles in England, whoever has the high ground has the advantage. You agree with me? Anybody know anything about it? You got the high ground. You can see everybody that's coming. You have the advantage. And you have no greater advantage because the Bible says that you've been seated with Christ in the heavenlies. And you have the high ground. You have an advantage over Satan. And if you're seated in the heavenlies, then he's under your feet. And you need to be looking down at him and not looking at him eye to eye. And tell him to get out. Come on, this is the authority that we have. And God's given you his glory. And I didn't put the scripture down if you want to write it down. Ephesians 1, 22 and 23. That all authority and power and might and dominion, it's not, she don't have the scripture, but has been given unto Jesus, the head of the church, but he gave the power and the authority to his body, which is us. Say us. We have authority. We have power. Man, oh man, you ought to be ready. See, you can get fired up. You, you feel like you can charge hell with a squirt gun. And it's time to get fired up. It's time to be stirred up and that God's got you. Get your super soaker out. Come on, devil. That's all it takes. It's because you want to wash your mind with the water of the word. Huh? And tell him what the word says and tell him to get. That's how Jesus answered him. Mm-hmm. So let me ask you. If you want on the team, if you want to be in the family, if you want to be a part of what God's doing, you need to give your heart to Jesus. I want you to bow your heads just for a second. Look at your heart. Most of you I know, some of you don't, but have you given your heart to Jesus? Where are my tender 18-year-olds? When are you going to taste and see that the Lord is good? When are you going to give him your heart? Today's the day of salvation. God's ready for you to give your heart to him. How about the people in the 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s? Never too late. If you need to give your heart to the Lord, will you lift your hand? Anybody? How about you're here today and you go, you know what? I'm going to step it up. I'm going to rededicate my heart, my life to God. I'm going to step it up. I'm going to live with a fire for the kingdom of God this year for the rest of my life. The last 10 days I've been praying, Lord, stir in me, renew in me, fresh fire, fresh passion. Amen, amen. That's you, you lift your hand. You want a refreshing. That's mostly everybody. So let me just lead you in a prayer. Let's pray it together. Father, thank you for stirring in me today a fresh fire, fresh passion for your word to pray to you, to seek your face, to follow after you, to be a doer of the word. Thank you, Father, that you're for me and not against me, that you're great and mighty on my behalf, and you sent the greater one, 
on the inside of me. Thank you for that. In Jesus' name, amen, amen.